catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. In March 2018, African leaders from 44 countries gathered at the Africa Union Summit in Kigali, Rwanda and signed the Continental Free Trade Area Treaty to create the world's largest single market since the creation of the World Trade Organization, WTO. Due to the coronavirus pandemic, the agreement kicked off on 1st of January 2021. The agreement aims to boost intra-African trade by making Africa a single market. With a population of 1.2 billion people and a cumulative GDP of over $3.4 trillion, it is estimated that the implementation of this agreement could increase intra-African trade by 52% by 2022 and double the share of intra-African trade, which is currently at about 16% of Africa's exports by 2030. Under this new treaty, governments have agreed to remove tariffs on 90% of goods produced within the continent. According to predictions, the full free trade agreement with all tariffs eliminated as agreed in the CFTA could generate welfare gains of about 16.1 billion US dollars at the cost of 4.1 billion in trade revenue losses. Uh, that's representing 9.1% of the current tariff revenues. Well, GDP and employment are expected to grow by 0.9% and 1.17% respectively, while intra-African trade growth is estimated at 33%, with trade deficits on the continent expected to drop by 50.9%. Besides the AFCFTA, several treaties and agreements already exist in different parts of Africa, like the East African Community, the EAC, the Economic Community of West African State ECOWAS and the Common Market for Eastern and Southern Africa, COMESA, to mention a few. But there will be no clashes, rather, they will all work as complements. SMEs make up about 80% of businesses in Africa and MSMEs constitute about 96% of Nigerian businesses and contribute 75% to national employment. Predictions have it that when fully operational, MSMEs can benefit from greater access to new markets and the possible economic transformation that competition could promote, especially in the area of wholesale and retail trade, agricultural and food processing sector, manufacturing and service. On how happy we should be about this agreement that is already upon us, Andrew Nevin, FS leader and chief economist, PwC West Africa, argues that the trade agreement's impact will not be felt overnight. According to him, for now, it will be best to be cautiously optimistic about the impact of this agreement. However, in 2019, the Nigerian Export-Import Bank, Nexim, noted that more of Nigeria's manufactured products are traded in the regional markets. And as a result, they launched the ECOWAS Trade Support Facility to boost SMEs' access to funds and increase formal trade and improve the payment system. The expectations are high that AFCFTA will allow SMEs to supply larger regional companies, something that was before now almost impossible due to the many barriers. Knowing that we can scale up SMEs' success, and it will not only mean best for the alien economy in Nigeria, it will incentivize regional export investments and also promote diversification and industrialization. All of these dreams will not mean anything if these SMEs do not know about this 
and how to benefit from this agreement by the government. That is why we're having this conversation today. We have the best person joining the conversation to help particularly SMEs understand what's in it for them and how they can take advantage. We have with us the co-founder of Inscribe Tech. It's a startup tech company revolutionizing content creation, distribution and sales. The president of the Association of African Startups and lead consultant at the Just eBay Company, a management consulting firm with key focus on sales marketing and business communications. Welcome, Just eBay. Thank you so very much, Anthony, for having me today. It's my pleasure to be here today. Beautiful. So one of the major challenges across governments in Africa is implementation. Nigeria is touted as having one of the best constitutions globally, but the implementation rate is less than 50% across board. Now, SMEs fear that this, if this agreement isn't implemented to the letter, it may adversely affect them. As the president of the Association of African Startups, what practical steps are stakeholders like you involved in to drive this conversation and to monitor implementation? Thank you very much, Tony. You have raised such a critical issue, especially at the stage where we are at now for the implementation of the AFC-FTA. And one of the things I say to people is for initiatives like this is going to actually roll off gradually, meaning the implementation is going to be in phases if we're going to have any sort of headway. And that's why if you look at what's on ground right now, the processes and systems have been set in place for countries to begin to trade amongst themselves. And when I say countries, I'm talking of at that level portals have been set up, KYC processes have been set up. This is at country level so that countries can begin to trade their raw materials, their um, um, their raw materials, their, their natural resources, their mineral resources amongst themselves. However, one of the things that I've realized is for the SMEs, our implementation is going to be in phases because from the conversation with the AFCTA, what they want to do with the SMEs is create a digital platform where we can interact with each other and then do trade trading at that level because right now the portal setup are majorly for countries to be able to trade and if you even look at all the different items that they are trading you would see that it's at national level country to country but for smes there is a development going on underneath where they want to create a digital platform for all of us to be on and be able to interact and subsequently trade but you see at the bedrock of implementation is the first thing knowledge of this particular AFC FTA. You mentioned it when you were talking about AFCTA briefly when you started. It's almost sad to say that the biggest thing that has happened on the African continent, a lot of SMEs don't even know about it. And once the knowledge gap is not breached, we'll find that the platform we have created to take advantage of may not be as useful to us as to other countries in the world. Whether you like it or not, China, the West, France, and every other country is positioning themselves to be able to partake in this trading. As much as it's intra-African, it's also for Africa to be able to trade competitively globally. So there are going to be other global components who want to take advantage of this market because of how large it is in the entire world. What this goes to show, say is that startups, SMEs, who make the largest component of really the driver of the GDP of Africa, we need to be informed about what the AFC FTA is and 
how we can take advantage. And so what are we doing as an organization? What we have done is do a two hour video recorded course where we walk people through what it is, what you need to know, what bodies exist, what platforms exist. We did that explaining it step by step. The Association of African Startups in partnership and collaboration with Strengths Africa. We put this together and we are hosting it on our website so that startups across Africa can go and read it easily and understand. Because we all the dots of information across the internet about the AFCFTA is difficult for a startup to go and get a cogent information at once and run with it. And that's why we compressed it and made it available for everybody to be able to pay attention to. Because once you have the knowledge, there's a preparedness that happens in your mind about what it is this is and how you can partake. That's the first thing that we have done and we are putting it out today or tomorrow for everybody in Africa to be able to partake in. Now, the second thing that we are doing is we have gotten planted in several groups where these conversations are actively going on. Some set up by the AU, some set up by the representative of the AU, so that different stakeholders, different bodies can be having conversation on how we can actually best drive this so that everybody can benefit directly from this platform that has been set up. So these are two major things that we have done. First is awareness, consistent and continual awareness via the courses that we have created via our online platform, via our articles that we're saying to our small business owners. And then secondly, we have gotten planted in conversations where this is going at a continental level so that we can be at the receiving end of first-hand information to disseminate to people. And once the platform is open for SMEs to be able to trade, then we'll have those first-hand information to be able to share with our members and those who are you know, in terms of what it is we're doing with the Association of African Startups. So yes, these are the two major things that we have done or we are still doing for startups in Africa to be able to pay proper attention to this scheme. So thank you very much. So before we go into how SMEs can connect to the online platform and how startups can connect with you and with what you've done, people who run SMEs right now, we're thinking of the challenge of competition. It's one of the major challenges facing SMEs, not being able to reach a large market. I'll talk more of the larger mm. African market because there always mm. seems to be a big organization that throws its weight around and it makes it a lot more difficult for SMEs to compete. You've helped over 1,500 SMEs in 2019 and in 2020 create consistent revenue in their business. How will the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement help these SMEs struggling to survive the harsh competitive environment reach the people that need their services across Africa. Thank you very much. Two things I'm going to mention here, and they may be a bit radical, but it's just what it is. If you are an SME who haven't learned how to leverage your local markets, you may not be able to survive a larger market. What does this go to tell you? It means that the SMEs in Africa need to be a lot more aggressive in terms of taking territories and customer acquisition for their businesses. What am I trying to say in essence? There's a larger opportunity that has been set before you. But imagine that in your local community, you have not even been known. You haven't been seen. You haven't built products. You haven't built brands. You haven't created marketing channels. You haven't automated your systems. How do you take advantage of a larger market? So these are questions that SMEs begin to ask themselves. 
themselves. Because like the famous quote says, opportunity favors the prepared mind. What does a prepared mind mean for an SME, especially with the AFTA in view? It means that the first thing you must do if you must be competitive is, are you digitally positioned? That's the first thing. And what does digital positioning mean? Something as simple as a website, an integrated payment system, a functional social media page, a brand that you are building, you know, and so to speak, a simple sales system that the average customer from anywhere can pay and click. Then you can start talking about collaborations. How do I cross pollinate? And this is something that we're really focusing on in the Association of African Startups, such that we are saying once every week, we want to be able to open our community to members to say, you in Ghana, you want to bring your business to Nigeria. How, who do you want to speak with? There's somebody on the platform that is a Nigerian. You in Kenya, you want to go to Zimbabwe. There's somebody there. Can you guys have conversations and see how we can begin to cross-pollinate our businesses? Because for AFCFTA to work, there has to be a mindset of active collaboration as opposed to competitiveness. Competitiveness, in my own opinion, is you need to be positioned to take advantage of that market. If you are not positioned, what will happen is countries that are positioned will come and take advantage of the platform. So at this stage, Anthony, SMEs should not be talking about how competitive they should be. It should be we are competitive enough and we are ready to take on this market so that we can compete globally. We shouldn't be trying to raise people to say, okay, raise your brand portfolio, increase your brand visibility so that you can take advantage. You should be taking, you should be ready to take that advantage. If not, countries like China, the West, France, and all of those, they will come in and take over our market. And honestly speaking, that's my greatest worry about the AFCFTA. Because as much as we want to do intra-African trade, we're not going to be oblivion of the international market. We want to trade globally. We want to be relevant in the global market. We want what is going on in Africa to actually impact the world's GDP. So that means that as businesses in Africa, we must rise to a competitive level where we can enter into that free trade area or free trade, yes, free trade area and trade as though you are trading with somebody who is in a foreign market without you feeling like you are at a disadvantage. Because for what it is worth, there is no disadvantage business in Africa. Let me say it again for what it is worth. There is no disadvantaged SME in Africa because the world is now digital, meaning somebody in the West have access to a payment platform. You have access to a payment platform. Somebody in the West has access to social media. You have access to social media. Somebody in the world has access to systems that work. When I say systems that work, I'm talking about websites. I'm not talking about governmental system or all those other bureaucracies. I'm talking about a functional website, payment system, social media, the same kind of content you can create, the same kind of marketing strategies you can deploy. It's a global village and so you are equal with everybody else on the continent and across the world. So we must rise to that level where all of us have grown our brands to be able to enter into that market and compete. If not, what would have is people will have created something for ourselves, others will come and take advantage of it. But I know very strongly that we are the generation that is going to turn things around in Africa. I'm so optimistic about it. And this is such a charge to every SME who is listening to me today. The onus is on you to grow your brand, 
put this system that I have rightly mentioned in your business so that if we say portal is open to trade now, you will not be struggling to get things as basic as website, payment system, packaging, all those things. You won't be struggling. You must be ready to jump into this market and take advantage of it. That's my submission, Anthony. Okay, beautiful. You raised one thing that worries you. That's for foreign businesses to take more advantage of this agreement than the businesses in Africa. What do you foresee as major challenges to SMEs benefiting from this to sell to a large market and to scale their business so that they can be wary of it and plan ahead. Thank you very much. And like I rightly mentioned, that's my major concern. And you know why it's my major concern? Africans generally like to buy made in America, made in China, made in Europe, all those made in other countries. That's how most of us are wired in this part of Africa. So what that goes to say is, imagine that we're in a regional market, everybody else is trading. And then a China that already has a, you know, infrastructures such that their goods are relatively very cheap. And then another country, say like a Zambia, has same products or similar products, but a lot more expensive than China because of the advantages China has right now in terms of manufacturing, infrastructure and all of those. What will normally happen is that the African person will say, let me go for the cheaper one, aka China. What will now happen is, what this is spelling clearly is that there's already competition for you, African startups, African SMEs. There's already a competition because there will not be a struggle between should I buy your own or should I buy the obvious cheaper one, which is China that is on that same global market, regional market trying to trade. So what this goes to say is that in the interim, that already exists, whether we like it or not. There's going to be a tussle or a competition between should I buy China, who is in the market, or should I buy from another African country? So herein lies where we as Africans need to quickly step in and enter into that market and establish presence such that we build credibility, we build visibility. What we need to do is take a first movers advantage and enter into that market and spread so that it almost feels as though Africa is loyal to that African brand before other brands come in and take advantage. Because what you cannot do is brainwash, you cannot force other Africans to buy African products. As much as we're clamoring for all of us to be Pan-African, Africa by Africa for Africans, this is our clamor, right? The Africa we truly desire, Agenda 2063 by the AU. We're clamoring that, but Africans are not going to get there overnight. What that goes to show is there's already a threat. Other countries will come and show their own products, making the African product less competitive in that market. What's the solution? First mover's advantage. That means you must be ready. Immediately they say open. You step in before others come in and dominate your market. So really this is the major risk. And the fastest solution to that is right now all SMEs must begin to get equipped with the knowledge. And that's why I said earlier that we at the Institute of African Startup have created a two-hour course where you can go and learn and indoctrinate yourself about all you need to know about the AFCTA. So that as you are armed with information, you are ready and you are ready to spring into action immediately the market opens for SMEs to begin to trade. So that's what I foresee and this is what SMEs can do to quickly bridge that gap. And when we get to that level where we almost want to see that the West is trying to push us out of our own market, then something is going to happen that will make us go to the AU and say, no, we need to be able to do X, Y, Z. Once we get to that bridge, we will cross it. For now, be prepared. Once the market opens, you step into it and you must be willing to and be aggressive on the market. 
because you have competitors, not just African competitors, you have Western competitors. Once you enter there, it's not a game of, okay, they're going to see me. It's a game of everybody needs to see me. Everybody needs to know what I'm doing. Everybody needs to understand the valuable position that I bring to the table. Everybody needs to know that this is me. They should choose me before anybody else. That mindset of this is our own and we must step in with that full force to be able to do that. That's what's going to help us really take advantage of that market. Yeah, you are a trained management consultant and you've worked with several SMEs uh, through the years. You also told us about today how social media can help SMEs position themselves to really fully reap the benefits of the free trade agreement. You've also been described as the bridge between the hustle and the glide. So for the benefit of those listening to you now, so that they can jot things down, what basic things can they set up or do right now to start trading on this market or prepare themselves to trade on this market before we start looking towards how to scale, how to structure and all of that long talk? Okay, fantastic. Like I said earlier, basic things. Basic things is what do you really sell? And when I say what do you really need to sell, this is not a time to dilly-dally around what it is you want to project as the value your company brings to the table. This is the time to hone your products and services. Be clear about your value proposition. And once you have done that, then create a digitization around it, meaning a basic website that explains what it is that you do. Then you move on to a sales page. It's called a sales page. We allow me to break it down a little way. You know the way where you can go to an e-commerce website and click and pay? You need to be able to create a shop on your website that people can actually click and pay. And on that shop, there should be a brief explanation on what the product will do and how it works. Additionally to that shop, there should be an online 24-7 chatbot system. It could be linked to your WhatsApp directly such that anybody wants to ask questions about the product before they buy, they can click on a button and chat with you directly to say, hi, I am a supplier from this, this, this country in Zimbabwe and I want to buy 100 pieces of this product that you sell. How am I, you know, you must be able to be reached online real time if you are going to be able to maximize this market. This is not going to be the era of, I tried to buy something, nobody was responding to me, your customers are going to leave. So what this goes to show is that every startup must be on their toes. And I know that somebody is going to say, but we have working hours. If you have working hours, that is fine. Remember that the people that you serve may not be in the time zone as you. So you must be that strategic to put those systems in place. If it requires that you have to hire people who work around the clock, wherever they are virtually to make sure your service, your website is functional and open to service at all times, the better for you. Because there's not a time I go on Amazon and I want to buy that it's not available for me to talk, if you know what I mean. So Africans must get to that level where their website are functional. I can chat with somebody 24-7 and the payment system works. And when I say payment system works, I know that I think AfriExim Bank, I think they came up with a payment solution that Africans can use, especially for this free trade agreement. But there are lots of payment systems. There's Flutterwave, there's Triceller. Triceller, there's Paystack. All of this work. In fact, Triceller is so good that when you put a Triceller link, Triceller is T-R-Y-S-E-L-A-R.co or you can just go to S-E-L-A-R.co. What that particular payment platform does is if I'm in Nigeria and I put that the cost of my product is 5,000 Naira, if you are in Zambia, you open it. It will open in your Zambian currency. If you're in Kenya, you open it to open KSH. If you're in Ghana, you open it to open in CDs. If you're in a Francophone country, you open it to open in your currency. 
So you see how multifunctional this particular payment system is. So that means anybody anywhere in Africa can use this payment system and anybody in anywhere in Africa can pay you in their currency, but you'll be settled in your own local currency. So you see that these systems that you need already exist. Your own is to plug and play. Your website, your payment system, an active chat 24 7 that makes it relatable, and then a functional social media profile. And when I say social media profile, what I mean is a profile that really makes people connect with you when they come to your profile. When people want to do business with others, they want to see how credible they are. They want to see if this person truly is a human, not a scam. So what you have going on on your social media page is going to tell people whether you are you are fit to do business with or you are not authentic. And that's why your social media page must be put in such a way that people can go to your page and instantly establish credibility to do business with you. Having said that, the next thing that you must also do is intentionally build authority with your business. And when I say authority, it means that you cannot be in a crowd, one of those businesses. You must be a voice in your industry, in your sector, in your niche. Being a voice means that you must be selling a product. We must move from commodity consultants in our have to be a consultant to people. But what it means is that you understand this business and you can put people through if they have issues or inquiries, detailed issues or inquiries, you must be able to explain because you understand the business inside out. Because that's what's going to separate the sharp from the width. If a customer wants to do business with you and they ask you questions and you don't know it, I am sorry they won't pay. They will go and look for somebody who knows it. Why am I saying this? Become an authority. Learn about your field of study. Read, study, be deeper, be more knowledgeable and show it publicly. Meaning, put out active content on your social media pages, talking about what you do, talking about the benefits, talking about why people should pay attention and talking about the things that affect people's everyday life. So that by doing that, you rise from one of those SMEs to an SME that is a voice in their industry. Once you're a voice in your industry, what happens is it's easy for somebody in another country to accept you because they've gone through your social media and they've seen the work that you've done. They've seen the great content that you've done they've seen that you have built credibility and when all of these things are in place it is easy for you to scale to other countries so basically what i've shared with you today are structures that you should put in place if you are preparing to take advantage of the continental markets and by extension the global market thank you very much uh let's look at how startups and smes can connect with you across social media because you've talked about the online platform and putting up videos so that SMEs can learn from these videos that will be up uh, very soon. Okay, the first thing is please go to www.tasafrica.org. That is the website of the Association of African Startups. That's the fastest place for you to get plugged in. We have so many resources for startups. We are also mindful not to bombard you with too much resources, but we have resources that you need part-time to be able to grow, to be equipped with the information you need about Africa about the AFCTA and about your business to grow it exponentially. So www.taasafrica.org. This website is our our website. From there, it should lead to our social media. Our social media is at TASAfrica. A at then T-A-A-S Africa at TAS Africa. That's our social media page. For my personal page, my personal page is at just eBay underscore consulting. J-U-S-T-I-V-E underscore consulting. 
you can also visit my website if you are if you want to visit my personal website www.justebay.com but if you are an sme listening i think the first thing you should do is get plugged go to tasafrica.org because that's where you'll find majority of the information you need to be a part of what we are doing and then to be able to take advantage of all the programs we have put together for you to help you take advantage of what's going on in africa currently Thank you very much, Just Ibe. We'll be speaking to Just Ibe. She is the President Association of African Startups. Thank you for the time and for the insights. Thank you so very much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be here today. Yeah, we look forward to having more conversations on implementation later in the year and helping other startups and SMEs who are late to the party to meet up. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yes. So the EFCFTA will allow goods, services, investments, skilled labor and people to flow seamlessly across Africa. Uh, there's an increased access to a bigger market and just do the math yourself and you don't understand what this would mean and could mean for your business. 2020 was a very challenging year, but 2021 will be a triumphant year. So stick around. I'm still around on this side of tech. I'm Tony don't go anywhere thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com